Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Nourishal Twang. And as I keep telling you every single week, we are wrapping up season two and we're going to be moving into season three. But right before that, there will be a very short break so you can catch up on all the episodes that you missed. Now, tonight we're actually going to have a super fun discussion. But before getting into that with Shaz and my guest, I'm just going to go over to Shaz. And Shaz, what's on your mind today? In Farmer, you know, so that is no man, I'm going to play him. I like it, boom, boom, down. Take the map. Yeah, it lost me after that. Yeah, so that's not dancehall. I I don't know why you made that reference, but that isn't dancehall. And I looked at the lyrics, those words aren't even Jamaican Creole. Honestly. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to translate. I'm like, okay, what am I? What? What am I singing? Does anyone out there know the lyrics to this song? Like <laughs> verbatim, just like let us know. <laughs> People from the West End, but you know, you've just missed your turn. I don't care about your week after this. You really yeah. threw me That's off. Okay. That. That's all. <laughs> it's, it's all right. This week was a blur. <laughs> <laughs> But um, we do have a guest. Her name is Nadine, and she's from Roots and Culture TV. Nadine, tell us about yourself. Hey, hola, hola. Thanks for having me on the show. I like to describe myself as um, different things to different people because, my Lord, I'm just curious about everything. So I've been in everything. Um, I'm a journalist. I'm currently a high school teacher because, um, well, I just finished law school <laughs> and I, I just figure I have a lot of things to offer to younger minds, you know? So I teach literature and language in high school, but my real uh, talent is journalism. I have a TV show in the Bahamas. It's called Roots and Culture. Um, and uh, I do other stuff. I'm also a radio DJ. So I have a show called The Playlist which is already in Atlanta, Texas, and some other places. Mm, very good. Yeah, internet-based. I also have a podcast, which is on uh, most platforms. You know, all the, the regular platforms. And so it's called Midnight Storytime, where I, I attempt to talk about relationships and relationship and sex. I don't know anything about those. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for coming we're back. To have you. Yes. Thanks for coming back. We missed you from the last time, so we're like, we had to have her back on. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> now, guys, today, today's episode actually is about dancehall and the perception that dancehall has on and Jamaicans. So when you step into a room as a Jamaican, especially in a foreign country, how are you defined? And is dance or the definitive factor that somehow links that person to you based on what they've seen on TV? We'll find out more about this right after the break. So we're back. And today we have Shads and we have Nadine from Roots and Culture TV, as well as the Midnight Storytime podcast. I'm probably saying that wrong, but no, I right. guarantee you it's mm-hmm. right. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can guarantee you guys, if you haven't listened to it, it is lit. The first episode 
I had to share that with everybody. It was so lit. You know, if you know, you know. Um, <laughs> but, Sorry, by the way. But today, 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 today we are going to talk about dancehall. And I wanted to bring Nadine into the conversation because she's a DJ. She has Roots and Culture TV and she has so many things to say. So Nadine, my question is, what is dancehall to you? Dancehall is a part of my culture, you know. I'm no longer a spring chicken. Well, or, or am I a spring chicken? Yeah, I'm kind of a stewing hen. And so, you know, I've seen the production. Stewing hen is the ones that are really tough. You know, you have to stew them on the um the, the, the Dutch pot long. Yeah, long, long. Yeah, and then you put on the lid thing. What do you call that? The pressure cooker. My mother used to cut that, and I'd be like, I didn't know chicken bone could be this stuff. But anyways. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, so um, just having um, the opportunity to grow up in the, the 80s and the, the 90s, um, you know, you see the, 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 the advent and listening to the older folks talk and um, watching it come from there. It's, it's, it's ingrained in all of us, you know. Mm -hmm. um dancehall to me is a soundtrack of my youth of my um, 20s 30s my teens and i feel like most jamaicans have the same um well of, of my age group we have that same um feeling okay so that's okay yeah. good answer the dean but the fact that you've just said that dancehall was or was the soundtrack to your life what was your favorite dancehall song growing up Oh my God! Um, over the dicky, the girls are going bad. <laughs> Box cover. I'm just like, I need to go. I need to go. That just took me. I get one after that. Said, bad, 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 man. And and who could forget cabin stabbing? My brother and my sister were more into dancehall than me. Actually, I said it was a soundtrack of my life. But I was more into R&B. My sister would stand up in the bathroom and jump, like, for hours. I'd wonder if she really bathing or listening to music. And my brother would have the dirty... Definitely wasn't to music. So, yeah. You know, that punctuated my life. But, okay. yeah, I like it. I love Beanie Man. I liked... Um, who was it? It was Don, Don Gargan. What his name? Gold Teeth. Front teeth. That is Ninja Man. Is that Ninja Man? Ninja Man. My yeah. God. Those three, the Trinity, Beanie Man, Ninja Man. Um, and what was the other guy's name? Is it Bounty well, Killer? Bounty Killer. Those three for I was me. like, we're really going to leave Bounty Killer out of the equation. I know. We can't leave Bounty the Hammer. Are you mad? Wow. No. Now that Nadine has told us about her songs, and I'm going to legitimately have to go look for that on Spotify because never hear them before. You never hear that um, before? I mean, the Stabbing Cabin thing, that one, that Stabbing one I know. That's not by any of those three. I can't remember who sing that, but Stabbing, Stabbing Cabin. Go look it up, though. I will, I will, I most definitely will look that up. Um, but I'm move over to Shads now. Shads, what is dancehall to you? Because you've, you're very uptown or bougie or proper. Um, so tell us about dancehall. Like, what is dancehall to you? 
I don't think I've ever been offended for being called uptown and bougie, but okay. like, right now <laughs> is the time I'm like, I take offense to my socioeconomic. Anyway, dancehall to me is a, it's just a genre. It's just my way of connecting, staying connected to my roots because being abroad, there's no other way to stay up to date or connected. I mean, other than eating food and speaking patois every now and then or mm-hmm. that. But for me, it's just being able to have my vibes in moments. I'm in my car and playing my dance hall music. Windows are up in when it's not hot outside and I'm just living my best life. When it's summertime and it's nice and warm, the windows are down, the top is down and I'm blasting my dance hall music. Who understand it? That's who understand it. Good for you. If you don't understand it, good for you. But yeah, it's just my way to stay. Okay. So it's being connected to your roots, but it's also a musical genre to you. You know what's funny? I feel like when I get into my car and I connect my, my, my phone to my car and I go into like Android Auto and I play something from Spotify, it's always like some loose dancehall music and it's and I always turn it up and I get to a stoplight and there are people beside me and you know they're not Caribbean and I'm so ashamed. I'm so okay. ashamed. I'm that where I'm like, let me just slowly turn this down because I'm like, just in case, because after all, we live in the GTA and I feel like... Almost everyone here kind of understands the music at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the beauty of dancehall. It's like, it's worldwide, you know, because over here, uh, Bahamas, they love reggae music as well. They just recently, like maybe five years ago, um, got into soca. <laughs> it's been that, and I've been living here for like 20, 22 years now. That sounds mm-hmm. like how long I've been into soca. You can ask Dougie on that one. <laughs> I was indoctrinated. Yeah, can't go I can't be with soca too much. Mm-mm. I'm into. I'm more into Afro beats. Um, um, Afro beats actually mirrors soca and reggae. It sounds frighteningly like Similar, you know right? listening to some of the music. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So I love that, Nadine. I love that you were able to 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 talk about that. I love that Shaz was able to talk about that. But speaking of my weird experiences at stoplights, right? (laughs) What do you think are, you know, foreigners' perceptions of Jamaicans based on the music that we listen to? So music videos, the dancehall tracks, um, you know, dancehall in movies like Dancehall Queen and Belly and all those other films that we've seen. Like, what do you think are um, foreigners' perceptions of us? I that. think Jamaicans are like the New York of the Caribbean, to be honest. People don't like us, but then I don't know if it's because we are so outspoken and we talk and we don't, don't care. Um, or if it is a culture and everything else we've accomplished. I know that they love dancehall and they see it as reggae, not knowing that dancehall is just a genre of music that uh comprises reggae and mm-hmm. the dj is played a lot obviously some of it can be played on the radio because of the the thing so you get a lot of air a lot of cutout right i have to do it for the radio because you know dancehall was originally for the streets yeah With those yeah. big jukeboxes fling up on the corner that was a ghetto thing 
you know, it, it, it wasn't till, uh, the reggae artists started moving to England and those places, um, in the early eighties, our, our dance hall got taken over there with people like super cat and, um, yellow man and, and, uh, what's his name? Shaba. Um, Shabba. right. But even though before then you had people like Jimmy Cliff and those Obviously, they weren't doing dancehall, and, and their dancehall was completely different from the style of dancehall that's do, happening right now. But for, to, towards the question, I feel like dancehall gives us an edge. Mm -hmm. It also defines Jamaicans in a bad way uh, in terms of violence, in terms of the vulgarity of some of the videos and the, the, the music. Um, the the quality of the music in terms of the lyrics and sometimes as a jamaican living over here knowing the quality of music that we have i get very irritated you know because right. i'm thinking to myself that there's so much more we have to offer and it's getting to a point for me as somebody who's in the arts um, business where it's gotten so stale that no Afrobeat seem to be taking it over because people really want to hear a softer side. People like the Bob Marley kind of coffee kind of look how big coffee just come out of, of the out of the gate and just got big because people want to hear that kind of music. Like I mean, people also want to bring, but you can't listen to like soca music. I I can't think of one day when I want to just sit down and listen to soca music and think about things. Uh, that's probably a niche, you know, you, you have to be in a mood to listen to certain things. Hmm. So I, I, and that's my personal opinion, feel like dancehall is not something that you can listen to all the time, endlessly without stopping. And so, I, I don't know, it's, it's niche, people like it, people go out, they listen to it with their friends, they dance, but the vulgarity of it irritates me. Because I feel like you could do dance all oh, music man. and leave out some of the stuff that they, you know, that they have in it. But that's just me. And that's just me being old. -er. You know what? You know what? I, I love <laughs> and respect the fact that you're able to talk about it mm -hmm. and talk about the vulgarity that is in dancehall at this point. And mm -hmm. there's just so many things that we've seen or heard from just new artists that kind of have you thinking like wow like dancehall has really evolved but is it a good kind of evolution or a bad kind of evolution it's always been the same way though it, don't don't get me wrong i find it's always been vulgar as long as i know it it's all the consume i think the issue now though is that it can be on so many social media platforms right so there's more of a vulgarity out there, whereas um, back in the day, you wouldn't hear some of the stuff that you hear on the radio, on the radio per se, you know, uh, and, and people wouldn't be able to consume that because of, unless they listen to it on tape, but now people can just go on it on YouTube. They can watch all the vulgar, vulgar videos. In fact, I had an interview with Conscience once, right? Mm -hmm. And he had some really good culture music, but they're not selling. And so you can't even blame the artist. You, um, it's what the consumer wants. If the consumer didn't want it, it couldn't sell, right? So it's like a vicious cycle. Like whose whose fault is it? No one knows. If the consumer didn't want it, it wouldn't sell. 
So consumers just... are, are more likely to listen to the, the turnaround for the Bacchus kind of music versus yeah, something guess... about you know blessings or whatever i guess it depends on the mood and it depends on the lyrics okay yeah yeah thank you you know shards you you live in canada and i know you know as i mentioned my weirdness at the stoplight i can't stop talking about it because it really embarrassed me sometimes and i was like these people are probably like who is this idiot um <laughs> but for you how do you think you know, people, because you, you travel a lot outside of the GTA and, you know, you've, you've interacted with different types of people. How do you feel that these people outside of the GTA, you know, based on what they've seen on social media, because it's everywhere. I don't think you have to have a Caribbean person in your timeline to know have dance hall or dance hall related content pop up on your feeds. How do you think those people view Jamaicans based on the tracks or the music videos that are out there? I think it really depends on the age group as well that you're interacting with because Mm -hmm. they will all tell you something different because the older generation would still have that um, image of Jamaicans as super chill and extremely friendly and laid back and that's coming off of their knowledge of not dancehall but more reggae and the Bob Marley's and all those type of people and because they vacation in those countries in Jamaica a lot right so their perception of us is through their travels not so much our music but then as you get into the generations after them so Gen X and um, the millennials our generation it's it's a mix because then people, uh, those foreigners, may uh, some of them do view us as vibesy people, but at the same time they think we're violent or we love to have sex. We have a lot of um, partners. We mm-hmm. we might be abusive or um, controlling in relationships. And the best one of them all, we love smoke weed. And yeah. So that one yeah. definitely holds in those two generations. And it's unfortunate, but it is, that's the feedback that I've heard yeah. okay. about it. Yeah. Um, if I may add to that, yeah, weed, that, that's a big one. But Ironically, I don't see a lot of weed talk in dance or music. It's mostly in like the conscious no, yeah. with the rasters. Exactly. Like once upon a time, there was a lot of it. Like when I smoke, I get so high. There's a lot of weed songs like legalize, weed, legalize weed and stuff like that. So there was a period where in the early 2000s, a lot of our songs were uh, marijuana related. Um, but could it be though because i'm glad you mentioned that because i never i never like really internalized it or thought about it but could it be that because weed is now legal in jamaica for maybe oh, three to five years it, could it be that the taboo that weed once had is no longer there so there's no point in singing about getting high or smoking weed because it doesn't make you into the bad man kind of uh, image that you want that to might have a that might yeah. have a part to do with it because it's also legal here too right so there is no um, negative stigma around mm-hmm. marijuana 
as it was back in the day. So it's just like this liberation or like, oh, you are secretly listening to these songs and getting, uh, no pun intended, high off of it um, mm-hmm. because that was your escape. And yeah. So that's I mean, so interesting because I never thought about that either. I mean, weed is still illegal here, by the way. So, but they're not making dance or music. So, but it's it's the import of the music. I, you're right. I find that people sing about what they know in dancehall. Dancehall used to be like the bastard child of <laughs> reggae, and reggae itself was a bastard because uptown people never used to listen to reggae. People like. Um, third world some of those members their parents once they started doing rasta here and stuff um kind of disowned them back in the day but as it progressed and the uptowners started enjoying it and bob marley became famous and it became prestigious to like it you know dancehall became the ghetto people music and once you you they sing about what they know about you notice all you hear about and dance all music is um, whatever it is. They, and once they started moving out of the country and traveling, mm-hmm. the music changed. So you're hearing more about their money and their bands and their girls and their, their this and their that. They're not focusing as much. Well, technically, to the history of dancehall, I mean, it did originate in the inner cities, right? It's yeah. the inner cities music. It's exactly. dance hall, and it was surrounded by the sound systems, and it was because they weren't included in the uptown party scene, right? Exactly. So it's like, okay, you don't want to include us. We're going to create our own scene, mm-hmm. and it's it was their stuff. So of course, the music and stuff would be surrounded. But based right, off of right, that. that subject matter. But you yeah. know what? Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. I love, I love all that, and I think this is the perfect time for us to go to a break. We'll be <laughs> right back. So we're back, and just before we went to a break, we were discussing the perceptions of dancehall that that people had based on you know the interactions with jamaicans based on music videos based on things on socials just based on music but there are also misperceptions and i think shads had a a beautiful way of of talking about how dance hall was the voice of the inner city and it was art imitating life so shads a little bit more about that and you know if there are any misperceptions or anything like that so yeah like so basically again as i was saying like before we went on break the dancehall scene wasn't the scene for the uptown folks right it was the scene for the downtown folks the people from trenchtown and those areas and it was there that's where dances were created um when i spoke to my mom she was saying how like it used to be the ska music, it was the nice, pretty, simple dances. And it wasn't until like the 70s that um, this song called Rude Boy 
um, came out and that's where that shift in dancehall came in. And yeah. then it was the eighties and what we hear now that it started to become, um, mm-hmm. a little bit more sexier or rowdier and I say that in quotations and her word, she's like, it actually got better then because it was kind of boring because who's trying to go to a dance and just pose upon the wall. So <laughs> That leads me, 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 you? me. I try yeah. to go dance and pose for more. Me can't dance. All the men, all the straight men, <laughs> would you're be boring. against the wall. We all are boring, man. I know. <laughs> and I can talk because I lived in one of those areas where they'd have them big sky high boxes, and you couldn't sleep because yeah. they're having dance and it's shaking the shit out of your house. Excuse my French. <laughs> <laughs> so we were. So I wanted to ask a question because I were we were talking about the foreigners' perception and their views on how they see Jamaicans because of our music. But what do we believe are some of the misperceptions uh, about dancehall as a genre? Mm-hmm. I don't know who wants to answer first. Nadine, you want to? Um perceptions about misperceptions misperceptions yeah, misperceptions about dancehall as a genre. Um, i am not even sure um that there are any misperceptions about dancehall <laughs> they're all right <laughs> wow. it's vulgar <laughs> yo i cannot believe yeah. But I'll hear what um Dougie has to say, and yeah. then I'll put in my two cents. Um, I think being from a very Christian home, um, I was taught that dancehall was all bad. So I remember being very young and hearing through a lot of girls, and I went to my dad and I said, "So dad, you know, you play music for church, you know, can I listen to dance?" And he's like. Well, as long as it's not X, Y, Z, and he gave a list of criteria that if it if it if it didn't fall under these things, then you can listen to it. So the Bogle dance, I did like that because that was from dancehall and it was it was popping and it was just dancing. But I think the misperceptions that people have about dancehall is that the state of Jamaica right now is somehow linked to dancehall culture. So it's not art imitating life, but it's yeah. life imitating art. Mm-hmm. So because I'm singing about, you know, toes and gun, it means that I'm I'm now creating this 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 kind of following that people want to go out there and purchase guns or people want to go out there and commit crimes. The same thing with with baby mothers. Like, you know, I want to sing about my 50 baby mothers. It doesn't mean that someone is going to go out there exactly. and have 50 baby mothers because that is that is like no girl is taking on a broke man for, for breeder. Let's, I mean, let's, let's call that later. I mean, some people... Hello. Don't know that <laughs> they should be um, not right? dashing out the thing for okay. you know, broke people because mm-hmm. broke people can't pay your bills and they sure as hell can't take care of picnic. But I digress. And exactly. I feel on uh, like I felt like until I was like old enough, maybe post secondary, that I understood that dance or like real hardcore true to life dance hall was not a ghetto thing like everybody could come together and be a part of it because growing up dance hall to me was because i grew up well not grow up but i was 
raised for like the earlier part of my life in Kingston 13. So if you know, you know. And they me used to string out box. I mean, I've never been to a dance dance per se, but they me used to string yeah. out box and it was something that, you know, you saw a certain type of people going there. Like I've never met any, like no one in my family um would have gone i had one cousin who now lives in the uk who was a dj at one of these clubs but dancehall dancehall was more of a, a ghetto people thing and the more you associated yourself with it um the more ghetto you were you were you were reviewed by your community so oh, can i say something um and so jamaica's jamaica has always been this elitist kind of society where they mm-hmm. believe that the ghetto means something bad. Just because you grew up in the ghetto mm-hmm. don't mean you're bad. Exactly. It means you're poor, right? And so uh, yeah. even though the question is about misperceptions, I feel like what people miss is that um, music, reggae music uh, across the genres, what they've done is basically talked about it's always been a conversation about what's going on. It's a struggle music. Exactly. And, and the earlier dancehall people, if you listen to some of the music, you know, it was talking about how they were living their lives, how bad it was and how they must get out. People like Busy Signal with these are the fucking days. You know, you have to hustle in the street like a fucking slave. These are just real, real Real talk music. And even um, Popcorn uh, in more right. recent times had a song um, system. And if you listen to the lyrics, it was mm-hmm. complete. It was pure facts because that's exactly what's, what's happening going on and still going on. Right. And that's what and happens. Jamaica. It's going on in everywhere. Everywhere. And so that's why I'm saying Jamaican um, reggae music across the board, dancehall music. It ref- it's, it's something you can sit down and listen to. Um, even in, in within dance hall itself, there are songs that you can sit down and, and relate to. And then when pe- people dance, as slaves, we dance to get rid of the stress. So mm-hmm. they make all kinds of, of songs to facilitate different personalities. Everybody's not living uptown. Everybody's life is not great. And they have to figure out ways yeah. to ease the stress. And even people Those are who- some of the misperceptions. Even people um, who live uptown, like they, like yeah. that's not to say that their life is any better and everything's finer and dandy. But dancehall is definitely far more welcoming. The dancehall scene is definitely far more welcoming, and they never yeah. turn people away. There you I feel go. Like no, I feel like no, it is, um, in comparison to how it was probably before. Because oh, I feel like there's an uptown girl showing up and going to like a party. Let's say, let's do a, you know, pasta pasta is very commercialized. So let's not use pasta pasta. But let's say, because I'm from Kingston 13, I'm going to use like an area like Maxfield Avenue, like. Mm-hmm. Someone from Uptown going to a Maxfield Avenue dance and dressing a particular way and standing out, especially a Browning, she is going to be profiled. Like we already know that because yeah, but don't think so. This Maybe. been um look here, Brownings are prized in Jamaica. You know that. Sure. Brownings are prized everywhere. So even if she don't come from Uptown, she could be profiled just because she likes skin. And that's what mm. people like, you know. Um, I, I went to Holy Childhood and I, my God, people always seem to think that uptown means that you're bougie. Some of the most ratchet people I know, <laughs> come uptown. 
stealing their parents going to dance and bite back with butty riders. It's so true. <laughs> um, because they're free. They're freer. I find that um uh the the, the girls so from the, the ghetto are judged. Turn Lego beasts. Yeah. Wow. Actually, the girls in the ghetto are more ju- listen, I grew up in one of the worst ghettos in Kingston. And I could only watch the dance through my window. I could never leave my house to go to a dance because my mother that was busting very out. Childish. Meanwhile, my uptown friends could leave from uptown, come in the ghetto to come do whatever they feel because they don't have any um, supervision and they're more free and their parents are more educated and willing for them to go experiment with their lives. You know, so it, it's, it's you, you can't really like stereotype people into into that into those uh categories 100%. right and i agree with shads when she says that dance all embraces all culture and mm. it's it's spread across the globe i mean i'm watching dance all in freaking hawaii and japan china of all places you know and it's influenced well i would is it dance all dance all has influenced so many um so many people look at reggaeton yes, they have. and i don't yes. care what they want to say about the 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 uh, afro beats if you listen to it we've been listening to those beats since the 90s you know because right. it inspired them as well it's so it it there are many misperceptions but i feel like the biggest one is that dance all is a bad thing i feel like if you if you are weak minded Anything can influence you, okay? Because I, totally. I, I had totally. two brothers who listened to the nastiest crap. Um, of of even my sister, my sister was so quiet you wouldn't believe it. She never spoke, but she'd be in the bathroom dancing for hours in the shower with a pipe on, jumping to to the nastiest <laughs> you ever heard. And I used to hate it, you know. So. And even me, you would think that a ghetto girl growing up in the ghetto, I love it. I was not a fan of dance hall. I mean, I liked it. It was a soundtrack to my life because everybody around me was jumping on and and thing. Right. But that would not be my first cha- um, choice unless it was maybe a Beanie Man or you know, I didn't listen to so everything. Only, only the holy trinity of of dance hall. Oh, which yes. no, man, I listen to everything. I, I listen to everything. I'm a musician too, you know. I play the violin. I play the violin from when I was in grade three. So Fancy. I listen to everything. Yeah. Nadine I tell you, I'm different things to different people. I'm very versatile. Multi-talented. Multi. So Jamaicans, you know how we Jamaicans, we into everything. We are. Yeah. We are as, what they say, we're not, but we're not enough. They're just, we're, we're like salt. We know everything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to not. I'm going to keep it PG. Uh, my mis- my uh, the misperceptions that I view are the same as uh, Dougie, uh, mm-hmm. but it's definitely more geared towards the the blaming dancehall and dancehall artists specifically on Mm -hmm. the domestic violence that's happening and the high crime and i and that's coming from the government too and i don't think that's fair to pin that on them because Mm -hmm. again it's not like because they started singing this song 
these songs, mm-hmm. it suddenly started happening. These things were happening way before them. Right, they're screaming about it. So it's like maybe you as a government should be taking ownership and actually do something about what's yeah. been happening. And that would then possibly change their content mm-hmm. because they have tried to censor because especially um i don't remember if any other artists did it but i know before i left like vibes cartel his music was definitely they definitely had their vulgar moments and he decided, well, if I want to have radio play, I need to make two versions of my songs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can't listen to an edited version of a cartoon. So, like, if you listen to, so for for Rompin' Shop, for example, there are two versions of Rompin' Shop because he knew yeah. one version cannot play on the radio. That's so let standard, me, though. So let mm-hmm. me make another version that can. So mm-hmm. they are making an effort to do these things, but it's like they need to stop pointing the finger at them because they are not the problem. Okay. And yeah, as okay. you guys have said, oh, no. they're they're basically expressing what they grew up around and yeah. what they've known. So Yeah. I like to ask a question too. Like at what point though should they take responsibility? Because even though there are misperceptions, there are also truisms and mm-hmm. that the um a lot of them do influence young men. Who brought the guns into the country? Not the dancehall artists. We're, we're not doing no, politics no, no, today. No, no, I mean, no, no. But um, if if I'm listening to something, especially if I'm watching it as well, because it's not just listening. Right. Enough, and I'm seeing them going around with these girls from this these behaviors that they're displaying in the videos. It's not even just Jamaican videos, though. So I can't do them on a whole, but we're talking about Jamaica and the, the society. Well, you said it earlier too. Like, I mean, certain things just don't sell. Like, people just don't want to hear certain things as well. Like, you... What? Or is it that they're not hearing it so they don't get to like it? You know, sometimes you hear a song and it's so annoying, but by next week, <laughs> you're singing it. Uh-huh, I find yeah. that the DJs um, are not playing a lot of the, the good music. That's the next thing, because they're the ones who are responsible for putting it out there. And I know a lot of them want well, people like labels too, right? Yeah. So if I can jump in for a bit to answer Nadine's okay. question, um, you said at what point do I guess artists uh, take responsibility for their music? I think... The I think in 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 the two thousands or maybe the earlier early nineties, let's just use social media. I think the fact that a lot of artists have social media platforms right now, they've become so relatable, and you you get into their lives and you know who they are, and you know what they're about. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, because we're able to see artists as people now, and not just these superstars that we only see on TV and we see them feats away when we're at concerts mm-hmm. because they're more relatable i we now think specifically like and and i think parents um are, are usually guilty of this is is to think that because an artist you they're more relatable and they're on socials and they have a platform now that they should somehow change the world or they're so somehow supposed to um modify their artistic license or who they are as artists in order to fit the mold of what parents want but i don't think artists per se are supposed to be role models no i mean no not necessarily because again you wouldn't let your child listen to certain things that's on you right but i'm just Mm -hmm. saying exactly some of them um 
some of the things I, I, I honestly feel like some of them are not being artists. I, I, the creative license to me, it just like it dash where them tear it up and fling it away and then just <laughs> like honest to God. Yeah, they, def- they definitely the ran with it. It's like Yeah, I don't know if I could cuss on this show, but um when Alkalanga say something like I must say, Obia, you Obia me to blood clot, maybe in love with your pussy. So, like, where's the, where's the artistry now? <laughs> you know what? I'm you know went to Arden. Um, he's a smart guy. And to be honest with you, because we don't talk like that, I, I feel like it's so foreign to us. But I feel like there are some some guys out there who actually do talk to females Even like that. if you translate it to English, there are many <laughs> men out there who do feel that way, that are hypnotized, and they feel like sprung. They, they're sprung. They're Artistry is in the way you craft the lyric. You know, like how them old-time Calypsonians used to sing about sex. You know they're Somebody talking about sex. Get away. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what they're talking about, but they're not being vulgar. You know, but again, again, who is to say what? Because if people can be putting up an art art exhibit of a toilet and, and pooping in it and leaving it out in the open and call that art, why can't he use the P word in a song? Exactly. So, yeah, like I you said, right. poetic license. So yeah. they could do yeah. as they please. <laughs> <laughs> I like so, that song, by the way. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> um, so, you know, Nadine, you had a, a mom that was telling you, don't go outside because dance a key, that is not for you. You can't play violin. He's a, he's a bright girl. Don't do that. Right? <laughs> and, you know, I know I came from a family that was, like, very Christian. So, they Christian. had... Oh, your mom was... Sorry? My mother's not a Christian. My mother was one of them people, which is why she didn't want me to go outside. Because she know the tricks she would get up to. I mean, by the time <laughs> we came around, she was into them tricks. She ran away from home at 15, which is how she ended up where she was. Because we're wow. from a really good family in St. Anne with Reynolds. And my mother just, I don't know. So she knew the time and she was very overprotective of me and my sister based on whatever might have happened to her. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what that was. She was never Christian. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. But why do you think the misperceptions we have about dance hall are mm-hmm. the way that they are today? Because we're a Christian nation. We Caribbean people like to call ourselves Christians. And I feel a lot of it is hypocrisy. A lot of it is people just refusing to acknowledge and take blame for society. Again, um, reggae music is a an expression of what's happening where you live for, for a lot of them. A lot of them are not... Um, college graduates a lot of them mm-hmm. barely finished high school so they're talking in a language that they know and the people who understand them pick it up and understand it the elitist society um and and not just in jamaica everywhere right um we tend to, to try to look down on people because it makes us feel better a lot of us we don't really necessarily care to hear what is co- the, the the root cause 
or to understand the truth behind anything, you know, and um, just look at the Republicans. <laughs> so, same principle right there, you know, so that's, that's, that's what I feel anyways. I might be wrong or right, but I just feel like that's where all the misconception come from. This religious um, thing of people thinking that Jesus um, don't want people to have sex, even though he made the sex organs and made us come out naked. Um, and, 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 and words that we made up that they think God think is wrong. So a, a lot of that, you know, they feel like we said before that the music is what's driving the delinquency of society. The pits of really, moral decay. Society that's driving the music. Right. Exactly. And that's universal. Now, exactly. Before I jump over to Dancehall Queen Chats Nadine, um, mm-hmm. I had a question about Dancehall purism mm-hmm. or, or just Dancehall purists. Mm-hmm. Um, do you consider yourself to be a Dancehall purist? Child, I am a, I, I love music in general. <laughs> um, purist in terms of what though? Like So like for me, you know, of- we started the show with Chad's Voting Snow, which is a man from Toronto who somehow had some Jamaican neighbors and he came up with this song which makes North no York. sense. Shout out wow. to the West End. Okay. I know what no, you mean. I understand. Nothing in English. Then we have like, um, let's use someone like Shaggy and Sean Paul, who, in my opinion, sing like they sing pop dance all. Right? Okay. Are you? I see what you're saying. You, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm a purist then because I am one of the, those people who are very open-minded, open to every single thing under the sun. Um, even though I'm open to it, that don't mean I'm going to do it. <laughs> but I always try to understand it. Music is not something that's stagnant. It's always changing, which is why we have no reggaeton and Afrobeats. And um, I, I like the old stuff, but you have to change or die. You know, and we already see where dancehall is getting pushed to the back. In a couple of years, people probably will get tired of all that cussing and start listening solely to Afrobeat. As uh, I'm listening on the radio, I'm hearing more of that stuff and less of or stuff even over here in the Bahamas. People are listening to more soca. I mean, they're still listening to reggae, but without having after soca was introduced, people stopped like having them big shows granted a lot of other things happen too but people are trying to find new stuff because the sound uh, if you're being a purist i think being a purist now is a niche market you know i don't feel like reggae is just for jamaicans we've we're bigger than that now we're a brand and we've expanded all the way out and people are showing their appreciation um people like sean paul and those the fusion music um, in terms of how it sounds, people obviously are not singing for the love of it. People ain't mm-hmm. singing because they want to be musicians. They want to sing because they want to make money. Right, right, that's true. Money, you're going to have to fuse it with other stuff that people like to listen to. For instance, um, that song, there's this song by this guy named Omi. Uh, what was it again? Cheerleader? Ooh, I think that, yeah. When Omi sent me that song, when I had Roots and Culture, it sounded completely different from what became popular. Oh. Yeah. Was it It a better version than what was released? Much, much. To me, it was reggae. That was solely reggae. You know how 
the version that became popular sounds so unsync. It sounds so out of sync somehow. It just don't make sense. The original version was super bad. And if you look it up on YouTube, you'll see the video with the original song where he's in there with a girl with half of her hair chopped off. She caused me to cut off my dreadlocks. Anyway, <laughs> like I had long dreadlocks. And then when I saw that video, she had half of her hair chopped off and it looked so cool. I went and did it. And so, you know, I had to cut the rest of my hair. I'm so mad. This is what dancehall and reggae do, does to I know. The, the imagery. The imagery. Dancehall and music didn't influence people in the dream. Shads, why do you think the perceptions are the way they are, though? Uh, that's the 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 perceptions or me dance all purists. I mean, the perceptions first. I mean, I don't know if you're a purist or not because I feel like you're more into fusions. Um, I'm into whatever sounds good or I'm turning off the radio. Hello. (laughs) 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 It's just as simple. The the perceptions? Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, why do you think the way... Like, for me, I think I formed my perception of dancer because of my family. And because of how Christian they were. Okay, so I mean, as you know, I grew up in a very Christian family. And I've said this before on uh, previous episodes. Guys, feel free to go back and listen to season one and earlier episodes of uh, this season. Uh, Yeah, like I grew up in a very Christian home. Um, Definitely was not listening to dancehall music like that and i'll touch on that part later um so for me it was more gospel music and it was the type of gospel music that had um that sounded like it was dancehall music and even then god forbid i played that around like my grandmother she would never hear the end like i would never hear the end of it because as far as she was concerned that was not gospel music it needed to have tambourines and it needed to be very boring as far as i know the lord won't he do it so i mean (laughs) so like my perceptions of dancehall um i had my come to dancehall moment in my later years and mm-hmm. um yeah that well okay. it, my um, my it's, even though my mother was who she was we could listen to dance or music on a sunday you know all on, jamaicans on sunday <laughs> no. on the lord's day nadine on What's the that? lord's day yo i listen to it now I mean, no, I, I don't. There's every day. I mean, Monday, well, I Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, if I'm listening to it, what the Lord is going to be like? Well, you know, Shadow. Um, so you decided to listen to dancehall music Monday to Friday, <laughs> but I saw that you reserved Sunday for me. You're still not going to get into heaven. Don't don't try it. Like, I, wow. but the thing is, I don't even listen to dancehall music. When I listen to dancehall nowadays, I only listen to dancehall from the nineties. Um, I tried Shenzia, but I couldn't cross it. Shenyan. Oh, happy belated birthday, Shenzia! If you are listening, I think she's okay. 
Um, I like, there's this one song she did with this um, guy who I really, really like. Um, the one about Bridget's fun foot money now. Bridget. Oh, Bridget. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite song. What's the name of the guy again? Um, uh, I like him because he's so different. He's 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 different. Yeah, but my family is also Christian. You know, my grandparents, my everybody grew up in the church. Um, I was with them a lot. So even though my mother was not a Christian, there's still certain things that. We couldn't do, but then I was a different kind of child, as you could tell by just <laughs> interacting with me. I'm very open. I was always the person to do whatever I felt like doing, even if I got into trouble for doing it. And so um, I just always had an open mind, you know, um, nothing influences me unless I want to be, be influenced by it. So it didn't really have an effect, except I know I enjoyed it. When you go out with your friends, you know, you have a good time. And um, the the most striking moment for me in terms of that was um, Beanie Man actually performed up by Yui one time. And all my friends were there. And it was just, that just always stuck in my mind because it was so good. And he was such a good performer. And he was just really on top of his game from back then. You know, who knew he would go even further? So that that always stuck out. And every time I see him, I remember. So that was like a not really a pivotal moment for me, but a high point. Because after I graduated, I came straight here. Mm. That was it for me. I still listen to dancehall, but um, where I live, you don't find a lot of Jamaicans unless they're the housekeeper. Mm. So that's that. That was that. People don't even talk mm. patwa. <laughs> Makes I sense. Have to be talking to myself in the mirror in Patwa. <laughs> well, on that note, Nadine, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Blessing off a flow like a river. Blessing off a flow like a So we're back and we are going into closing thoughts. And for this week, because we're discussing dancehall, I figured that the closing thought should be the most definitive dancehall moment um, if you had one. And I think Nadine may have shared hers before the break. Was I right, Nadine? Yes. She did. So it was her Beanie Man stage show. So um, before... I have another one. I have another one. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Let me know. Go ahead. (laughs) Monsieur. Bohemians like say mother sick. Um, okay. I had the opportunity to travel. You know, Bahamas has 700 islands and right. people. Mm-hmm. And not all of them are occupied, obviously. So I had the chance to work with the Ministry of Tourism, uh, traveling with a film crew and just writing stories to put up on the ministry's website. And on one of those occasions, it was night. And I was on a boat because Bahamas is flat, flat, flat. So where are you guys in Canada or in the U.S.? In Canada. We're in the beautiful Great White North. We are not in the third world country wrapped in a Gucci belt. Listen here. Look out for me here because it's just one thunderstorm away from a tsunami over here. And I am looking to leave shortly. <laughs> what? I swear to God. You tell a Dorian this is the Bahamas. Yes, I come in. Look out for me. 
But anyways, I digress. We welcome so. you with open <laughs> arms. You know, it's kind of, after all, we don't turn away people. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, a lot of people have boats. And I had a chance um, on one of those little country islands. Um, I say country islands because then you'd understand, um, you know, Jamaica's country, they have islands, like different family islands, they call them. Yeah. To go on. Have you ever been on a boat in the night with some reggae music piping in the background? Yes, back in New York. Jesus, even the ugly boat captain. Even the ugliest boat captain looked pretty after that. It it was just such <laughs> oh a... Oh, my God, Nadine. <laughs> the shade. I just wanted to sip some champagne with that boat captain. And he was so not even my type. But the music, <laughs> the ability for, you know, the, the Jamaican music and then just homesickness and just nothing but the stars and, and, and stuff. And it, it was just so good. That was the height of it for me and just um, how how much a part of Jamaicans, reggae, dance or whatever genre it is, is it's like our blood. It's like it's a part of our culture and it is us. And that was a very definitive and uh, awesome moment. I'll never forget. I always remember that. Thanks, thanks, thanks for that, Nadine. You know, I, I mean, I can't swim, so I don't go on yachts. But Child, it was not yachts. It was a little chuk chuk boat. I cannot. Do, okay, we're gonna have to go. To some My ancestor. We're gonna have to do something <laughs> because I can't have you out here and not being able to know to swim. Don't be that black person. But, <laughs> but <laughs> shots. Go ahead, go ahead, Nadine. Now, as you're saying, swimming in the sea is very easy. Since you're going on a boat and you're not going on a lake, you're probably going on the sea. The water is, it keeps you up. All you have to do is just paddle. <laughs> paddle and, I mean, and with the with the weight <laughs> that was gained from Dougie Dougie gain over the quarantine period, that alone will keep the That was not well, nice though. Dougie, you just keep an eye on the direction you want to go in and paddle your foot real hard here. <laughs> you reach where you go. <laughs> You'll get there eventually. <laughs> I love that. I love if that. you fall off, <laughs> just think light, light thoughts, and puddle your foot. <laughs> I'm just gonna add life life jackets to my to my Amazon cart. But <laughs> shots. <laughs> what is your most definitive dance song? Mine. Moment? No, I want you to go. I want you to go first because of the mix up. Okay, so <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> um. My most definitive dancehall moment was actually leaving high school. So I was leaving I lower six. Um, for people here, I think that's grade eleven. I, I'm really bad at it. My lower grade six 12. would be grade twelve. Grade, yeah. grade twelve. Yeah. So it was um basically like pre university and whatever, and, and I was leaving, and then I left. I was supposed to leave for the states in a couple of days, so I went to this party called Vibes Cartels Orientation. Oh, if Lord. you are as old as I am, you know <laughs> this party, and I think it was by weekends. I don't even know if that that venue still exists. But I remember telling one of my friends, hey, I'm going to this party and it's going to be lit. And he's like, um, what are you wearing? And I said, you know, my uniform with like maybe jeans and like Converse. And he's like, no, you're not wearing that. So he 
went into my closet, picked out a shirt, you know, I had a dog tag on and I had my, my skinny jeans and I had my, you know, my Chuck Taylors and I was going to, to, um, <laughs> to this orientation. Now, please note that it was my first ever session. So session for anyone who is Canadian is a Jamaican party or a dance. And I got there at like 9.30, 10 o'clock. People were setting up, you know, the vendors are coming in. And by the time the actual party started, it was a bunch of people from like a different socioeconomic background oh coming uptown to this party. And, you know, you're, I've been sheltered for most of my life and I'm going to this party and then Vibes Cartel comes on at maybe like two, three in the morning and they're knocking down the fence and yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm never going back to another party. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> I'm never going back to a dance. This is not me. And funny enough, I, I bartended after that. I went to more parties, but I felt like that was my most definitive dance or moment going to yeah. my first dance mm-hmm. and thinking this will oh. never ever be for me because these people look like they will fight. You know, I have a next nice um, story. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have them. <laughs> it was about Buju when Buju came out of jail and came over here. But anyways, that's the next time. Let Chaz go. <laughs> no, I'm curious. I'm like, no, no, no. You start no, like that and no, no. You need to share. You know, you know why? You know, you know why I'm going to let Nadine parking lot hers? Guess why? Why? Because... The, the listeners like Nadine. So we want Nadine to come back, right? So before we start the next episode, we will pick up where Nadine left off. Okay, <laughs> fine. I'm going so, to like mark my calendar. and like, Please, okay, please mark the calendar. Because the next time she comes on, she's going to share her... Was it Buju. back to Shiloh? Is it, Buju. Uh, uh, Buju, I don't remember. Buju. Road to Shiloh is her name? I don't know. I don't know. You when should be ashamed of yourselves at the door, remember? I'm not even go. I don't remember anything, but let me end. that's the story right there. It was, uh-huh. it, it was an adventure that night. It was so good. I should have led with that story. I should have. But, Shads, <laughs> tell us your story. You know, so I was trying to deflect because I just know no, you're going no. to come down on my soul for my definitive dance hall. Not moment, but moment. Uh, so, so, as I said earlier, my whole perception of dance hall um, was very vague because I grew up Christian. Um, we grew up in other oh, parts of the church. Um, as So... The music that I listened to was all the bubblegum pop. So the Britney Spears, the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, a lot of rock music, et cetera, et cetera. So even though I was very much living, born and raised in Jamaica, I was not listening to dancehall music at all. So when I got to, I went to a prep school and that prep school is a very, very Christian prep school. And then when I went off to high school, I was integrated with people from different socioeconomic backgrounds. So it was definitely a, a, a change in um, life for me. And 
starting off in grade seven, we start high school in grade seven for our listeners. Um, I think that's what like middle school still here. And immediately right off the bat, the teacher put a target on my back because she said she didn't like people who went to Holy Child Preparatory School. What? So, How dare yes. her? Exactly. I went to Holy Child too. <laughs> so it was like right off the jump, people are like, okay, yeah, she went to a prep school. She already she speaks differently. Uh, she dresses very neatly. And uh, I knew nothing about those things. So I realized that um, there are girls listening. I know that there are some girls listening to dancehall music. Obviously, I knew what it was. Um, and these were the... Popular girls? Not popular per se, but they were the cooler ones. And I realized that in order for me to fit in as well as help change my speech, I needed to start listening to dancehall music. And so <laughs> that's when I started listening to wow. it more and more. And then I would... that. So you could sit with the mean girls. Yeah, if you could. So you had a Lindsay Lohan moment where they told you that you could not sit with us. So it's coming down on your head. Basically, yes, I had a mean girl moment, and I was like, I need to listen to all the dance wow. music in the world in mm-hmm. order to fit in. And then I just grew to really love it, and it stuck. And because I'm like, yo, this music is actually really good, and I was missing out on this like my entire life. Like what? Um, <laughs> What they, what were my parents protecting me from, <laughs> and uh, and of course, I mean, there's still to this day. I mean, there are certain dancehall songs that like I would never play with my parents present because I mean I still respect them, and it is vulgar as we said. Like there's some that I'm just like I just can't. But I know my parents listen to it because I remember I caught my mom listening to Fever one time, and I was just like, <laughs> "But it's Fever though, like that." No. I mean, come on, no. No, unacceptable. No, uh, <laughs> um, Auntie, I hope you're hearing this. This is what your daughter thinks. She already knows this. She knows, like, I'm like, when I went into her car one time and she was listening to, like, she had a full blown dance all CD in their car, and I was like, Excuse me, who raised you? Who raised you? Not my grandmother. <laughs> um, but anyway, my second <laughs> dance hall moment. <laughs> Hmm. So in the summer of 2017, I went back to Jamaica for a very close friend of um, myself and Dougie, um, her wedding. Uh, so it was also, uh, it's been a while since I went on vacation. So it's definitely like, I haven't been back home in so long. So I'm spending time with my family, spending time with friends. I'm living my best life. And so doing a lot of, we went to a lot of parties and went to a street, we went to an outdoor, I can't remember the venue, I really wish I did, um, but there was this outdoor party, it seems to be the big thing because like almost everyone's there, but it's definitely more of an uptown scene-ish. Was it by Pulse? It, yeah, I think so, yeah, it was New Kingston area. It's probably by Pulse. Yeah, so... We're at that, and then the parties in Jamaica run very late, like right yeah, into the I love morning. That. I miss that, and so mm. party doesn't end then. Like there's still mm. more. So, uh, 
my friend and her partner, um, they're like, okay, we're going to go to this next place. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm down to party. I'm like, the night is still young. I'm on vacation. Let's do this. So we, we, we hop in the car and then we drive to this next place. I don't know. I, again, I left Jamaica a very long time ago, so I don't remember. I don't know. I was sheltered, like, to be honest. So there are a lot of places that I've never explored, don't know about, only know of. And so we got to the place, a bunch of cars are parked up on the street. It's crowded. So it's like loud music speaker. There are people dancing on top of the roofs. Come to find out I'm in Nannyville. Oh crap. Big up yourself. Big up <laughs> yourself. Wow. I was in Nannyville and this is See? even Nadine is surprised by this. She's like, really? <laughs> Nannyville. Four so, places. So like Nannyville. So, so people like Nannyville is like the hub for dancers, uh, for where a lot of the dances uh came out of for our listeners. But don't 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 preface it like that. People you know, if you're from Toronto, the same rap that people give to Jane and Finch, Nannyville would have a similar rap. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so I didn't know that, but I had like the time of my life there. Yeah. And I was like, this was my first real dance hall experience. Because mm-hmm. this is the heart of mm-hmm. it all, right? And mm-hmm. when I told my parents that I was in Nannyville, they were shocked. <laughs> they were wow. like you were where you went where yeah, i'm like i did it's not like i knew you know? <laughs> yeah when they when they, they were they're part and then if you if you're in an area like that they're not trying to start anything in their area exactly they, like it was because they know they know that mm-hmm. at this point too like it's so popular everyone knows about nannyville and what comes yeah. out of nannyville so oh, they're not wow. going to like be doing anything stupid and nothing happened um but yeah, my parents were very shocked that I, I was there, <laughs> especially my father. My father grew up in the ghetto, and he was just like, "You were there." I had a similar experience <laughs> to you. So I yeah, ended up in a music moments. video in in um, over the dump. I don't know where they call that area. Riverton, Fort Moore. Yeah, Riverton. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Wow! Wow! Video. Wow! Shots. Said to me, Nadine. Um, we should do a video. You wanna come? Yes, you wanna be in the video. Yes, when I went, girl, listen, that was that was I was on edge the whole time. It's the best. It was the best vibe. Uh, I don't know. By that time, I I was different and used to a different kind of situation. That wasn't me. Maybe when I was, that, that's never been me actually. Like I said, it was never me. You know, like, I was just like, I'm just there yeah, for a good time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because you didn't know it was I think if I knew it was, I definitely would have been hesitant to go. Yeah, but the but people were very respectful. You know, <laughs> they were very respectful and they take care of you. You know what Jamaicans are. Yes, they, they'll for you and they'll take care of you, and they know you're here for this specific reason. They're not trying to bring down any drama to their neighborhood, exactly. especially so if they're African. <laughs> yeah, right. So they didn't know things work. So it, it was a, it was surprising, but anyways, like I have a billion and one stories, by the way, about everything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well you know what <laughs> you know what we're going to have to have a very good a segment 
you know, we're going to have to have a little segment in season three where we're going to call it story time within the Dean. Oh my God. I have stories. Pant <laughs> <laughs> up of stories. Listen, some of these stories I'm only telling you because it's in Canada and nobody don't know me. Like that last one that we did. I know. I was like, no, the people who know me don't know you. So they don't know my face. You know, I was like, I can't put this on my page for people to come oh. and talk about me. So <laughs> I was like, you know what, Dougie? That's why I didn't put that. I put this one up. I didn't say anything to, yeah, I'm going to filter myself. <laughs> but thank you for having me no worries it was it was fun it was it was always a good time when you're here Nadine because you you have so many stories and then you have this vibe you know that I don't know it permeates the entire podcast and come to Canada because like yes Girl. I am there. I'm, I'm telling you, Bahamas is gonna flood. Let me keep that out. Mindfulness, okay, it's not gonna flood. It's not gonna flood. This gold mode kind of behavior, but yeah, you know, you know, we could talk for hours. We could talk yeah. for hours. We could talk forever. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's time to go. Yeah. So. Thank you for the conversation. And Nadine, thank you so much for being here. Now, I know you had said earlier that you can be reached on most um, platforms for your podcast. And as I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. listeners, if you haven't listened to Nadine's podcast, (laughs) uh, the very first episode, it's juicy, it's spicy. I mean, I made my mom listen to it, and I don't even know if that was like a good idea, but it was it was out there. I didn't even know it was so good. It was. Thank you so much. Your podcast Um, is amazing, guys. Oh, thank you so much. Check it out. Um, We will actually attach a link on our socials to her podcast. Um, so feel free to check to check it out. But Nadine, again, from thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Um, Always yeah. a pleasure. I like to talk, so. <laughs> and we love that. <laughs> Until next time, walk good. <laughs>